Hello and welcome back to another episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. I'm Jude. How you doing, Trey? Oh, it has been 10,000 years, man. <laughs> it's been so long. It has. It has. Uh, which is weird because there's only been one Monday without an episode. We're only going to be late by a few days, hopefully. But we personally haven't recorded in like almost a month, I think. <laughs> I, it's It's been a while. In fact, the other night when I said, I was like, hey, I got to record Friday night. And Amity was just like, when was the last time you recorded? It's like, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's uh, funny is that we've... <laughs> We've both been busy, so it's not like, not only have we not recorded, I feel like we haven't been on the phone much of late either. <laughs> I know, right? Like, you, you know. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a while. So, so truly, how have you been? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been excited, man. It's uh, it's a new, new series on Disney+, Plus, and I've been enjoying it. And, you know, every time we start a new series, it's always important to me to kind of like set the stage for any potential new listeners, because this is usually when we have people discovering the show. Uh, if you're new here, what we're going to be doing is going through each week, normally each week, episode by episode, we'll have pre-spoiler thoughts, most important topics, and a look ahead at what's to come. So with all that out of the way, if you downloaded this episode, you know we're going to be talking about season one, episode one of She-Hulk entitled... A normal amount of rage. So, Jude, what are your pre-spoiler thoughts for this first episode? I was really nervous, thinking like, okay, 30 minutes sitcom, 30 minutes don't feel like it's going to be long enough. I, I, man, the sitcom style and thinking comedy, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was super well-paced. You know, when it ended, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I... It didn't feel short. It didn't feel um, so. It was just done in such a to me in such a good and creative way um, that felt again that sitcom style, but it wasn't. Wandavision is what I'm going to compare it to. So, like their sitcom style was much more tied to the the time period. You know, Dick Dan, Dick Van Dyke show, Family Ties. Um, modern family you know and, and kind of that style and as they went on you could see where they would break from that and that style and so i i don't i for some reason got locked in my head of like that 80s sitcom feel and the show didn't have that in a good way <laughs> you know i had this conversation in the discord uh with rob logan they weighed in with their thoughts and they mentioned something that helped form my opinion of this episode where they talked about pilots being hard. And as soon as he used the word pilot, that really kicked in how out of all of the Disney plus series so far that we've watched, this one has felt truly like a pilot of the old sense where you would create an episode and depending on the reception of that episode, you would get a whole season ordered behind it. Right. So that's why oftentimes the second episode feels so different to the first one because it was just made completely differently after they've had some feedback on the episode. And so with the premiere of She-Hulk, you could really feel them kind of exploring like how is this dynamic going to work between Jen and Bruce and there may be a bit of like growing pains in that pilot, but overall it is super satisfying and made me so excited for what's to come, uh, which of course peek behind the curtain. We're recording 
two episodes in one go, so we've already seen episode two, but it it is a very great place to start here uh, in this premiere episode. Well, yeah, and another thing with uh, pilots is, and something that's interesting about this, uh, pilots usually, like you said, the characters can be a little all over the place, or they're basically you don't have any character yet. Let's just put it that way. Right. And, and it takes episodes to, to develop that and build that and actors to figure out who this person is, the dialogue and what gets written, any goofy catchphrases or quirks, you know, it's like in the first episode of pilot, you, you kind of have that cause you're trying to build character, but it doesn't always stick or doesn't feel right for that character. You know, and what's interesting is you is you have that feel, but with Bruce, you know, you already have a developed character. You already have a developed world, and so having to 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 play in that boundary, or and and with that framework, but also figuring out where your own characters are within that, like that, really comes through in this episode. Yeah, that's a good walkthrough. I like that a lot. Well, I think that's going to do it for our pre-spoiler thoughts. And nope. Thank you, Nick Sandy. Well, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you were saying we were done. Okay. Well, I thought that was. Yeah. You know what? Going to do it. Short episode. Short podcast episode. We're going to call it here. No, of course not. We're about to jump into the spoiler zone. But before we do, I did want to do this message here at the top because I got so excited. I forgot to mention it before we started talking about She-Hulk. One of the things we're going to be doing this season is we want to have episode watch-alongs on Monday. So typically, we always drop new podcast episodes on Monday, and we're going to follow up with, in that evening, in the Discord, streaming the previous She-Hulk's episode to get ready for the new one on Thursday. So, make sure you're joining the Discord if you'd like to watch along with us so we can all live react together. Uh, It'll be purely text-based, so no need for cameras or mics, but just come hang out and uh, enjoy the show with us. Yeah. So, with all that being said, you're going to hear an audio cue, and on the other side, it'll be fair game for all spoilers in the MCU, except Thor Love and Thunder. We'll see you on the other side. And we're back. The way we're going to handle this is we're going to be breaking this down into three most important topics, which are the closing argument, teach me how to Hulk, and hurtful truths. Okay, you were smiling. Was there? Did you wanted to get something in there? I just, I, it's just interesting to me because you just mentioned the, you know, when we have our policy, the the pre spoiler thoughts on Thor: Love and Thunder, and this morning I rewatched both episodes and I'm scrolling through and there was a graphic for Thor: Love and Thunder coming to Disney Plus. It was like September eighth, ninth, I believe. Ninth, yeah, it was like really close, and I'm just that feels so quick, but which is funny because I feel like that one's taken the longest. Out of all of them so far, hmm. of this year, maybe I think probably what feels so quick is just what we were talking about in terms of we haven't recorded in a while, <laughs> and that and that spoiler policy hasn't been brought up. <laughs> and I see the thing. Our, 
our own internal clock has not been adjusted yet. So I guess it's a good time to say it, our spoiler policy. Normally we give people a week after something hits Disney plus or any other video on demand because Sony is Sony and Spider-Man is not on Disney plus, but you have a week to watch things before we discuss it. So since love and thunder is not out yet, uh, our spoiler zone will not have any spoilers from that episode or movie. That being said, Jude, our first most important topic of She-Hulk is the closing argument. This is going to be our chance to really dive in on Jen Walters, the character, uh, the setup of her in the beginning when we get the fourth wall break revelation all the way through her characterization to the end where we see her in the courtroom. So was there anything in particular you'd like to zone in on with Jen Walters? Uh, I think the first shot. Um, and the only reason why I say that is cause like I, I knew going in that they're going to break the fourth wall. And so when she's doing that, you know, or, or practicing the closing arguments, looking directly at the camera in my head, I was expecting a fourth wall break and it didn't happen, but they ended the scene with it. And so it was a nice little way to, at least for me to subvert kind of that expectation of like, I have this knowledge, oh, you're breaking the fourth wall. Um, and cause typically, right. Like they don't look directly at the camera, you know, their, their, their line of sight is slightly off, you know, and they, and you can see a difference of when they're visually just staring into the lens versus not. And, and so that, that, that was a, a little moment for me right off the bat that I really enjoyed. Um, and the audio as they push back, zoom out, push back and run. I had to rewatch it to know technically what they did, but you, you hear the comments from the, the guy and, but, but they're not clear. So it's done in such a way where you feel like you're in the room actually listening and, and you hear somebody say something, but it's not audible enough to distract you. And so the focus is still there. So I just, I like that whole way they did that scene. Those voices being Dennis and Nikki, who were giving comments alongside of uh, Jen practicing her speech. And I'm going to follow up right with you. I adored that scene there. There's always this anticipation every time a new series debuts of like, how are they going to handle this? How is this going to work? That scene, I think, was such a strong place to start with and a moment that I kind of was like, OK, I, I feel like we're in good hands here. The show is very confident in what it's doing. In the ways that you've already listed with the fourth wall break, but going from a different perspective of even though I, I knew of the fourth wall break from the characters, I completely forgot when I started the show. So the way they ease you into it where she is addressing the camera practicing and the scene ends like it does, but then she comes back into the room to address mm -hmm. for those who aren't expecting it. I feel like that transitions you into being prepared for it a lot more smoothly than if she just immediately turned to the camera and started talking to it. So I thought it worked uh, wonderfully on that front as well. Mm -hmm. And in that way, I thought, uh, and we've talked about this, the, you know, for our Daredevil episodes. Um, and, and I only reference that because we talked about it in, and some other things as well. But in Daredevil, they had some really good creative ways they used flashbacks. And then some way, some uses of flashbacks were just gimmicky and not necessary. And as a storytelling device, I really liked the way they utilized flashbacks here. Oh, the structure of this episode is perfect. I think of starting 
with Jen reluctant to use her Hulk form because she wants to win the argument on the merits of her own case that she has put forth as a lawyer and then bringing us to the end after everything we see in the middle with Hulk and her becoming She-Hulk and putting us against what she wanted in the beginning that that mechanic of storytelling was so good uh just with everything we've always talked about with the story circle of of even though we start from the end getting to go back to that middle felt worth it like you said of using that flashback wonderfully um and speaking to the case itself i love that i believe the first line is what is the responsibility of those with power the thing that I think is separating She-Hulk from a lot of the heroes that we see in the MCU is there is virtually zero interest in her part on being a superhero. Like we've seen heroes who were like, oh, I don't know if I'm kind of superhero material. I don't know if I'm quite up to this. But there's always some fascination with the escapism that those powers grant the person. She's not even interested in that and wants to get back to her ordinary day-to-day life. And I think that is such a fun place to stick a character after, what, 25 entries in the MCU to find fresh ways to start a character? I thought uh, that that's an incredible hook. Oh, yeah. I, I think that was a really, really good hook. Um, and like I said, for the most of us, we talk about what superpower would you want? You know, it's like it's like that if you had a superpower, what would it be? And and those types of things. Um, and so having that expectation of like, Oh, look, I have these powers. I can do this now. Um, I I like that they went the other way. Um, and I think they went the other way for really good character reasons, actually, you know, in terms of, um, who she is and who she wants to be, uh, and assumptions that are made. Yeah, I, I think it goes hand in hand with the almost speed running feeling that they're going through of like, okay, this is the 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 balance that we've seen Bruce Banner and Hulk have to wrestle with for 10 plus years of the appearances that we got of them on screen, whether it was in their one solo movie or the team up movies. Whereas this show kind of runs us through that and gets us to... Well, I guess it's too, even if it's not like Hulk in the sense of these two distinct personas, there's still an internal balance that Jen Walters is trying to reconcile between her day life and now this She-Hulk life. And so the show smartly, I think, gets us past all that so we can get to the the fun narrative bits of it. Well, and it's not just that it smartly do it. It's, it's, they, <laughs> this is going to. So let me put it this way. It's not that they just smartly do it in terms of smartly meaning this get it as done as fast as possible or as efficient as possible. But the reason why she was able to control that and like trying to put it into her just everyday experience. And you know, you had the line, you know, fear and anger or like women's baseline you know as part of the woman experience yeah you know and, and so you, and so you get all that stuff and 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 the the lines about controlling anger resonating uh with people not just because maybe identify with it or you think yeah that's what it's like but like even for the character itself you start off where we're focused in on her and you hear his little side comments you know and and how that reaction is to it, you know? And so it's not just like they gave you something in the, 
in the show. It wasn't just like, I'm going to have this line just to, so it's like a commentary. You, you know what I mean? Um, on workplace or something like that. You know, so, so that's why I think it's like, it, it's, it was a very clever way of, of saying, uh, of, of fast tracking it, but also having a good reason for fast tracking it. Yeah. Well, unless there's any more, I think that's a, a good place to leave that important topic and move into the next one. So this one is called Teach Me How to Hulk. This is going to be a chance for us to really zone in on the middle of the episode where Jen and Bruce are discovering the power for She-Hulk and Bruce trying to help her get in control of this newfound status. Starting with me this time, this episode brought back an aspect of the Hulk that I haven't felt since maybe Age of Ultron. But after that car wreck where we discover... Jen gets the cut on her arm, Bruce is bleeding, and some of his blood gets into her cut, which is what gives her the gamma radiation, and she begins to transform. That was a horror element of the Hulk that has been missing, I think. Since Bruce has been in this place where he's a lot more comfortable with it, a lot more in control of when he transforms in and out, having that shot of where Jen just barely sees herself visible in the reflection of the car and you can't quite see it, but something's clearly gone different and you hear the roaring as she runs off. It reminded me a lot of the Incredible Hulk days, which was a fun, even though we just talked about the ways they have fast-tracked this part of that transformation, it was a fun glimpse at some of the older interpretations of Hulk that I really appreciated. Oh, yeah. So, and one of the things I find interesting about this well, I mean, I mean a couple of things. Uh, first, the way her transformation happened with the car wreck and blood, the the blood getting on her. Set that aside for a second, and just gonna focus on paying her. But like the stuff that they did with this for him and kind of filling out story, right? So like, so like you have this development here, but all of a sudden, with the dialogue here, of you you start to get the explanations of why at the end of Shang-Chi he was not in as smart Hulk. You kind of start getting explanations of how he became smart Hulk. You you get all of those things, but in such a way that it feels natural. Mm -hmm. And it seems kind of weird, kind of like, okay, the spaceship just showed up out of nowhere. Um and it, Jen even calls it out later. She's like, wait a minute. Was that a spaceship? Yeah. You know, and, and I know we're not on episode two yet, but like, you know, and I'm going to save, just say this one thing and, and leave it there. But it's like, it, it, we see later it wasn't random, at least in a meta way of what that means for Hulk, you know? And, and so I, that's one of the things I liked about that is how they were able to, to do that with his character. Um, and kind of set up that dynamic between the two. Um, I also liked kind of kind of what we all naturally assumed. It was like, oh, this is Hulk. This is in like this is what a Hulk is. And Bruce thinking just because I experienced it, then clearly this is what everybody's gonna experience. Um, and showing that no, it's 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 not the case. You know, some people you know, we all experience things, um, and it might be the same event or similar event, but it's not exactly 
going to be the same experience in that sense. Um, and so I liked this and, and them having to wrestle with that, um, or Hulk and Bruce having to wrestle with that, uh, with himself through, uh, Jen. We get that classic MCU. Hey, we're not going to give Hulk his own film, but here's a backdoor story <laughs> for Hulk as well. So Bruce got, gets a lot of that. Uh, yeah. And the ship, like being part of the Sakaran fleet, I guess, which it leaves this like bread trail of what they're going to be doing in the overall overarching story for Hulk. Uh, Cause that is a continuation of Ragnarok. But I'm also very interested in how much they're going to reveal about Bruce going forward, because I, I do want this to focus on She-Hulk. And, and if, in fact, one of the critiques that I was feeling subconsciously, but wasn't able to put to words until after episode two is this episode feels like Bruce overshadows it a little bit as much as it is focused on She-Hulk. It feels like he gets more of the growth in this episode rather than her, just based on what we learn about him and how much he's projecting and dealing with the trauma of everything that's happened through Endgame and how he's living his life now. But there's also these <laughs> more hooks. I guess a good a sign of a good pilot is how many narrative hooks they can lay. I was left wondering, okay, now we have an explanation for why he's in human form in Shang-Chi. But what does it mean where in game he seemed perfectly fine being smart Hulk because it was the balance of both personas, whereas now he has this device that keeps him from transforming? What was it about the smart Hulk form that made him feel compelled to have to have this device that even in a desperate attempt or a desperate measure like the car wreck, he's not able to transform until that thing is taken off? Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder if we're seeing so much time of Bruce in human form, if there's a possibility we'll ever get back to the more monster form uh, that we last saw in Ragnarok right. or Infinity War. Yeah. And I think, I think so. I think we're supposed to get back into that at some point. Um, what I do find interesting though, is it, it, just like you said, like, like it's, we're, we're focusing on this uh, banner development, which is good, but I don't. I don't think like the develop again. The development of Jin, I think, is still there. And it and and okay. Here's the words I want to put to it. I think it did a really good job of showing that the dichotomy or the differences between the two characters. You know what Banner had to go through versus. Um, Jen's going through, um, you know, and, and even still like the transformation is interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, well, let me put it this way. It, a, it's a change from the comic. I don't care that they changed from the comic. I'm not ranting. I don't, I don't care. Right. In in that sense, because comic changes work sometimes. But it's, well, it's kind of like with the Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers and changing how she got her powers. Um, and even in the comic, when it went from Miss Marvel to, to Captain Marvel, that change was about giving Carol Danvers in the comic, and I think we saw this in the movie, agency and choice and becoming that and who she is as a Captain Marvel. And 
there's agents. There wasn't agency in the comic for She-Hulk because I believe it was something similar, cousins. But I think there was like a, a transfusion Bruce did, and that was like to save her life. Um, whereas this, it wasn't that. So they found a different way to do it, but it still was one of those things where it was something forced upon her, and and so Bruce trying to teach her this is another element of like forcing this upon her without giving her any kind of agency. So I, th- I think it was important to have that, that pushback on her part, right? Like she, she, no, you don't have to do this just because you're Hulk. You don't have to be a superhero now. You don't have to do these things. Um, and so that's the other thing I, I found interesting about when I first saw it. I was like, okay, so she doesn't get a choice, but the way they're setting that up, they're finding a way to give her to, to get the the blood, you know, contaminated, but also give her that choice. Well, I think the the because I I'm not familiar with the comics at all. You just illustrated in a way that Hulk is a blood transfusion to help save her life. The difference I think would be here. The subtle difference is that they were both in the car accident, and it was her actions going to save Bruce that led to the accident that caused her cut and gave the the blood radiation through that way. Yeah. Um. I think because we talked about this before we started recording, there's a part of me that feels like episode two is when this show actually starts versus, oh, well, you know, I even said it in the pre-spoiler thoughts. This felt like a true sense of a pilot of them figuring it out versus what we get in the second episode. And I think a lot of it has to do with, yes, Bruce feels like he overshadows it a bit, but Jen Walters almost has that Captain America-esque storytelling where it's not the central character who is changing, it is those around them and their influence changing others. So the fact that we get Bruce from going through this projecting phase to recognizing like, oh, I'm not actually listening to you like I should be, that's where the character growth comes from. Whereas by the time we get into episode two, we see more Jen Walters. So I'm kind of glad we're doing these episodes back to back uh, on our own schedule because that really illuminated that feeling for me. But I think... It's one of those things that we talked about in Daredevil where it's the AB cadence. This feels like an AB cadence of streaming where if it was a binge thing, those two would be so much more complimentary, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so Rather too. Rather than waiting week to week. Yeah, I think so too. Because there there was that element, like I said, I I, had, I watched episode two on its own. But I re-watched them this morning back to back. And I do think that that was a better choice. In terms of like having those paired together. Yeah. I do have more to get into with Jen and Hulk's projection. But before we get there, I think we really need to zone in on some of the subtle sadness that is imbued in that bar of Tony Stark is gone. But man, you really feel the weight of that relationship Bruce and Tony had and how Bruce continuously lets on, oh yeah, Tony built this for me, Tony Stark. And he kind of like has the Iron Man mask on display that has that carving in the bar where it's BV and TS. You can feel Hulk really dealing with being alone. And the thing that I find also illuminating is so much of the Hulk is loneliness, I think, especially in that Incredible Hulk where he feels like he's constantly on the run. Mm -hmm. 
It's just an added layer of heartbreak that he finally has a true peer with Jin and he is still alone because she is so much far developed than he was becoming Hulk at first. And so watching him have like these binders of like, this is how this happens and this is what you're going to go through next and this is what you have to give up and this is what you need to get. Like immediately ripping it out out of frustration is like, well, I guess we can skip to this part. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, I mean, I felt bad for (laughs) It is. I mean, you got to imagine like that's, that's, you know, again, from Bruce standpoint, that's got to be very lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it is fascinating that that's, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. Um, well, they, they even have that conversation too, where she has the transformation, which brutal method, by the way, on Bruce Banner's part, he has that transformation and he talks about analyzing her blood and he was able to synthesize a way for his arm to finally heal. And she's like, Oh, so you're saying I'm better than you. And he's like, well, no, we're we're just different. Like you can see him on his back foot the whole time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> oh. yeah. No, but that was it. Was great to me. Like that was a, a just an excellent way to, you know. And and I go back to this. It, it's one of those things where, like, like he's trying to help, you know, and and realizing how alone and isolated he feels. But for for Jen, it's like like no, I've already I've already experienced this. Like this is not new. This is normal to me, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something I just find really interesting of of how or what Banner's expectations are uh, versus what actually Jen is going through. All right, you know what? I, I'm glad you used the phrase "thinking he's helping." Uh, I'm going to go ahead and transition us into the last most important topic, which is hurtful truths, which is going to entail the fight that we see between She-Hulk and Hulk, as well as the revelation that this is more about Bruce than it is about Jen and his insecurities in this post of in, uh, post-endgame world. But we do eventually get that wonderful speech from Jen about being better at managing anger than Bruce is. And it's such an illuminating speech because sexism is definitely something that is present within the show. You mentioned already at the top where you had Dennis throwing those unnecessary compliment, uh, compliments, those unnecessary comments as she was practicing her speech. Uh, we see more instances of it in episode two, but so much of what Jen Walter's character is illustrating is that feeling of I'm not, you're not listening to me. You're not mm-hmm. actually helping me. And there's this subtle difference of helping someone because it's helping you versus helping someone because it's actually helping them. Mm-hmm. And this entire episode has been Bruce trying to wrestle with his own self under the guise of thinking he's helping Jen. And I'm glad she finally sets him forth. Be like, no, this is not what I need. I can return to my normal life. I am transforming back and forth. Because uh, even in that same speech, they have the moment where she turns into She-Hulk and Bruce is like, aha, see, I told you. And she's like, I'm doing this at will. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I I love that you phrase it as him thinking he's helping when re- the reality is he needs help. He just hasn't asked for it yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such a good way to put it. You know, well, she's, you know, like I said, she's that, that projecting that... God, do we do that? Of course we do. Okay. (laughs) Well, even down to like, he's like, all right, I've been showing you the negative sides of what it means to be a Hulk. So let's get to some of the positives. 
alcoholism <laughs> and he's just like drowning himself in alcohol as though it's a positive right <laughs> which they didn't use that exact wording but if you look between the lines of what bruce is doing he's really sad <laughs> i know i know you're right like that's just uh, poor bruce you yeah know. well and, and again it's it's one of those things that i just find fascinating of just just the perspective of the show right just just i keep going back to in my head that that how men react to things versus women react to things and what is the assumptions and the stereotypes and the shows like laying that out of especially from bruce's side towards jen of like oh got to control emotion got to control emotion this is um and and she ends up being much better at it than bruce is expecting and for being Hulk for 15 years, much better at it than Bruce himself. Mm -hmm. The last line that I think I want to highlight to really hammer in what we're talking about of his projection as Jen is trying to leave in the Jeep, which very funny visual gags. I don't know if, I, if we've really hammered this home, at least for me, this show is really funny and it's not always just like, set up punchline set up punchline the whole time that they're arguing you can see Jen wrestling with the hulk sized car as she's like finding a bag to sit on so she can be in the steering wheel looking incredibly tiny in that jeep um they had that visual gag going but the words that hulk uses is something to the extent of you can't deny we are the two only best people left to defend earth and the fact that that defend earth line is again the projection of where he the Avengers are disbanded, mm -hmm. and I think he's feeling the weight of that a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, well, and that gave him purpose. That gave him a home. You know, and he lost that. He's trying to get back to it, and Jen's doing the same thing. It's just her purpose and home is the life she had. You know. Yeah, because they had that argument where I think she says. It's not wrong to want to help people in the way that I've spent my life dedicating, which is being a lawyer. And so, like, that's where she feels most equipped to help people rather than the way that Bruce thinks is the only way to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we do have the extravagant fight that they eventually do break out into. I don't think this was during the fight, but I think it leads up to it. I have probably one of my new favorite moments uh, just given my absolute love of the middle finger, <laughs> Jen throws a bird to Bruce as she falls off the cliff. And now I feel like I need an emote in the discord of a green middle finger. <laughs> oh, yes, that has to happen. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. We're, you know, um, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to, you know, send your donations in for the gifts, you know, emotes that we can add. <laughs> Uh, oh, we'll do a, uh, we'll crowdfund emo. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, I, I thought the fight was fun. It did get to the point, like it's, it's such a hard line to navigate where you can have a fight where it's like, okay, this is family. They're rough housing. We get it. And then you get into the point of like, oh no, this is getting a little bit too malicious. Mm -hmm. But where I couldn't find that line is like, is this malicious or is it just two towering hulks fighting each other? You know what? I, I liked it. I, I liked, cause there's an element you're right. Like, oh man, is this getting malicious? But there's also an element of, again, go back to that efficient way of her getting and learning the powers and what she can do. You know, 
like the his his clap right and he does it and then she tries and doesn't get it and then she figures out a, a different way to use it you know um and and so in that sense like like it, it it's like anything it turns into a physical battle when you when you have those kinds of shows because this is the the kind of show it is but being able to double that up was great you know what i wanted to call this Whenever I was trying to come up with the most important topic names, I almost went with this, but it was way too long. But I wanted to go with anything you can do, I can hold better. I can do anything better than you. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It's a fun way to illustrate their differences while showing they still are super powered beings. Mm -hmm. I think it, it wasn't part of the fight, but during the training montage, my favorite part was all right simple boulder tosses and so he tosses one, it goes far. She tosses it, it goes further, and then his like like man reaction comes through and he sends it into orbit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, oh. and then when it was just outright and they both jump and growling and she's like, her men, men, <laughs> like, just like, Oh, this is so good. They, they nailed it with Tatiana Maslany, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that scene right there, I think, illustrated how fun she's having in this role as she. Oh yeah, okay, and let's not forget, go watch Orphan Black. Get yourself a VPN. Watch Netflix because it's on Netflix, but just not in our in the U.S. And allegedly, um, <laughs> just covering our bases. Yeah, <laughs> uh, at the moment of recording, but no, like I remember when they announced Tatiana Maslany. I had no idea who it was. TK was like, oh, you got to watch War from Black. And so I did. And Tatiana's Maslany is amazing. She is so good. There's so many just little subtle things that she's bringing just with like just facial acting alone. The one that stood out to me is at the beginning, I believe. It's hard to tell because it's where they do that split timeline of her and her office at the beginning of the episode and then at the end. But her friend Nikki is like, yeah, just go out there with those arguments and then flash them with that gin growl or something like that. And she's like, do I have that face? And the look that she's pulling off on her face uh, goes from her being confused. And then as soon as Nikki's like, oh yeah, that one, it becomes confident. So those little subtle touches that Tatiana's Maslan- Tatiana Maslany is bringing to the character is just paying off uh, wonderfully. And the reason I think it's so powerful is because once you get the Jin Walters transformation into She-Hulk, you can still see Tatiana Maslany in the character themselves. Oh, yeah. The CGI character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, unless there's any more, we can kind of move into our final thoughts. Let's... Well, you know what? We said this was going to be a shorter episode. So, and and it's a shorter episode not only because the She-Hulk episode itself is short... But also, we're doing two back-to-back, so we're trying to speed... It's, it's always hard to speculate when you've already seen episode two. <laughs> right, and and it's so... There is an element of holding back, because um, it's like, oh, I, I'll save that for the next... For episode two, and so yeah. So with all that being said, final thoughts as a section for us to give predictions, which we can't do, uh, have any stray thoughts, which we can do, or something to consider moving into next week's episode. All that being said, Jude, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? Ultimately, I, I think it, it was interesting because like it, it was a show that like I started with my pre-spoiler thoughts. You have a I had a particular idea with what fourth wall breaking was like. Um and, and so I thought, okay, this is what they're gonna do. I have an idea of what a drama or well, a lawyer show that's a drama and a lawyer show that's a 
comedy. I've seen them both, you, you know? Um, and, and so you have the, I have that in my head already. Um, and so what they were able to do and make it work, I thought was really, really well done. So I'm going to go with a stray thought and it is the running gag about the virginity of Captain America that is so important to Jen Walters throughout the entirety of the episode, all the way to which it pays off at the end tag scene, which is a funny scene in of itself because I love the way it pulls like the the Spider-Man home trilogy of cutting off mm-hmm. right as they're about to say the F word. But I might get some eye rolls here. This might be the template I want to see Disney Plus take for end tags. It is a continuation of a scene that happened in the episode, but is just jokes. And if they do something like that per episode, I could be totally fine with it. Yes. And it's totally, uh, I don't know. I'm sure this show wasn't the first one to do it, but the reason it's so prominent to me is Peacemaker did this. Oh, okay. Where it was clearly just the outtakes of the characters or the actors ad-libbing and going with it. I would love to see the MCU shows kind of do something similar where it's, it doesn't have to be exactly that, but continuing a scene in the end tag for comedy is really, really well done. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, uh, I think you're, you're dead on the end tag here was so well done. Well, and, and again, it, the end tag for me, and we've talked about this needs to either have that or it is prepping you for something that, is is kind of necessary for prep, but it, it it's I don't remember how you explained it. Um it, the story's done, here's what's next. Yeah, the story's done, here's what's next. It can't be a part of that story. And and so yeah. Which again, I still think Stranger Things does that so well, but they have that model with um their previously ons. Because if you go watch it and they don't really have a previously on like when you watch it, but everything leading up to the opening credits feels like it's, it's a picking up of where they people left off, but it feels like you're, you're, I mean, you're getting new content because they're picking up where you left off and kind of fleshing that out. And then that's like closing the story of the previous episode. You know, and so it does a good way of here. I'm going to remind you where we're at, but I'm not going to just recap a bunch of stuff. I'm going to push it a little bit further, give you the credits and in, in there. And, and that's a good way to do it. And this is way a good way to do, like you said here of like, oh, you know, this is what happened after the dinner, you know, because we know like, um, well, I say the dinner. I'm going to stop because that's episode two. See, that's where we're recording back to back. <laughs> Just stop right there. Download the next episode on She-Hulk episode two. It's for us that thought. It's times like this that I always feel like, darn our need for posterity. Because I'm sure people are like, why don't y'all just do both episodes at one? I love the future where somebody can come be like, okay, here's episode one, here's episode two, yeah. here's episode three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we sacrifice for you, future person. That's right. And piss off everyone else today. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, like we said, we're going to be doing two episodes back to back. So I don't know particularly when this one's going to drop, but for sure both episodes will be out by uh, Monday. So if you're listening to this one a little bit early, uh, look forward to episode two here soon. 
With all that being said, if you enjoyed this episode, you can follow us at MC Need to Know on Twitter and Instagram. But the best place to really keep in contact with us right now is the Discord. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work to make that a more engaging place. Uh, it's just a lot easier to have more thought out conversations there. And as well as do fun things like game nights, which are where we get together. We play either Mario Kart, Jackbox. We're trying to flesh out things like that. Or, like we said at the top of the episode, we're going to be re-watching the previous week's episode on Mondays, evenings, at 7 p.m. Central. So if you join the Discord, go to the left-hand side of the server, all the way to the top, you'll see something labeled Events. Whenever there's a new event that we have going on, if you go there, all the information will be available, as well as a way to be notified whenever the event begins. Mm -hmm. So join the Discord, come say hello to us, talk about the, the shows, we'd love to have you there. And of course... Uh, to make those movie rewatches and game nights more enjoyable, share with a friend, have your friends come along, invite them over. Um, also have you and your friends leave a rating review on the Apple podcast, uh, five stars, preferably and same on the Spotify reviews, uh, super help and super boost to us in terms of feedback and, you know, doing what we do for y'all, the listener. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Nick Sandy for the use of our theme song, which is his rendition of the Avengers theme. You can find more of his work on the SoundCloud, which is linked in the show notes as well. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And Jude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Trey. We'll see you all next week. That felt weird. <laughs> I just, I, it's always funny doing two I know, episodes. I know, I know, I know. We'll see you when we see you. Bye. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be in sync on this one. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. So uh, let's go ahead and do it the old-fashioned ready. Ready? Fine. The old-fashioned way. Fine. Ready? <laughs> it's one thing to be out of sync when it's with you. I literally was just out of sync with myself. I said the next word before the word I was supposed to say. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Is this going to be one of those, like, patented long episodes because we're so out of form <laughs> probably <laughs> when was the last time we recorded i don't remember i think it was with uh daniel the bracket episode no it was the meta episode but we did those the both in this we did those both in the same week it was like the beginning of july i think dang i think i don't know something like that anyway th this is gonna this is gonna be a fun episode for sure yay